website, hopefm.co.za. Case you don't know, I uh, work for Good Hope FM. Uh, we're one of the leading urban radio stations in the country and we're based out of Cape Town and we're massive fans of yours. I just wanted to put this out there. My heart is beating, my friend, uh, and I don't get nervous from any people. I've spoken to some big people in my life, but I actually I actually want to tell you this uh, this story before we start. So when Classic Man dropped on Good Up FM, I was hosting the breakfast show at the time and we loved it so much that me and a good friend of mine, Dylan Oliver, made a parody song called Average Man uh, about just how we weren't quite as classy or, or, or beautifully dressed as you and it did really well. Uh, so I promised him that I would um, at least least ask you to pass along the audio to Janelle uh, just to consider if you want to sign us do do a remix or something like that at some point I thought that would be dope but yeah let me, let me start actually uh, <laughs> cool let me ask you some real questions though because we don't have a lot of time uh, so I want to start um, with with something that really interests me so I've been to Ni- uh, Nigeria a number of times I know a lot of Nigerian artists and I find it so fascinating that you spent part of your time uh, as a youngster growing up in Nigeria because your father was a lecturer in a Nigerian uh University, And I imagine having also been to the United States, that not only the experience of growing up in Nigeria and the United States is very different, but also the effect that it has on your understanding and development of taste in music is very different. What did living and growing up in Nigeria do to your formation as an artist? Um, that's a great question. And, uh, I, you know, I think that the, the, the first thing I'd say is not just because my father was a professor, but just because Nigerian culture is so uh, heavy on academics, it, it made the uh, the quest for excellence be a common and daily thing for me, um, both in the, in, in uh, academics, but also in everything I do, uh, whether it's music or, or speech or a, really anything. Um, I'd say that's the first effect that my Jake had. Um, also, you know, like because you're um, you're living in a country where um, you know it's, it's beautiful culture and beautiful food and, and everything. It uh, and you may live a certain lifestyle in Nigeria that's nice and like middle class. And when I got to the U.S., so it was a very different lifestyle. Um, for example, like you know, my father is you know he's heralded as a professor. Uh, but there was times in the States where he had to drive a taxi cab. Um, even though in Nigeria he's respected, in, in America he might, uh, you know, get a racial slur thrown at him because he's in the taxi cab, he's an African taxi cab driver. Mm. So watching, kind of seeing those two cultures, um, that are very different, I think made me, uh, understand a lot of different cultures, uh, yeah. and a lot of different music. And that's mm. how it's uh, really affected my music now. That's really cool, man. I mean, I mean, the the evidence of that, uh, which 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 I really appreciate, and that kind of like identification with a, an African ancestry is in uh, especially a lot of your music videos, and I guess your personal style, which I really appreciate. Um, but what I want to ask now is, uh, knowing quite a lot about you as a fan, I know that when you were uh, studying in the early two thousands, you developed a lot of different musical projects. You were part of a rap group, um, but then when you kind of burst out into the world's consciousness, the first thing that you won was a Soul Train Award, uh, and we all we all kind of know that. The, the the tension that exists between rap and soul and, and, and R&B and the kind of confusion of the different genres. And I wanted to know what you think uh, the state of soul is such that, that you either feel like a soul artist or an R&B artist or a hip-hop artist or if it's just kind of like a mess of a whole div- uh, 
similar set of genres and the only difference maybe between hip hop or soul and R&B is a message or a kind of singer. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, well, I think there's where the time with the lines of obviously Columbus and I, I don't know if the, the difference between hip hop and R&B right now is, uh, it's almost indistinguishable. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's a, right now, that's a term that it's relative. Like, that depends on if you really, uh, it's always just something you feel, so it's kind of hard to define. But this is not the first time in music history this has happened. Yeah. You know, there's been like, there's times where soul music, R&B, and rock and roll all claimed Little Richard, you know. So, for me, I feel like we're on the verge of, uh, Either just saying that they're all, they can all do the same thing, potentially, or making an entire new genre and claiming it. Uh, so that's, that's, that's where I'm at. I feel like we've, uh, done the hip hop thing, which I love, and then the R&B thing, which I love, and the soul thing for a long time. But why don't we go ahead and claim a new era? Yeah, that yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I, 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 it reminds me what you're saying of kind of like that moment when we decided to invent new soul at the end of the 90s and the beginning of the 2000s. And suddenly what was Lauryn Hill and what was the miseducation and what was the roots? Uh, was it close to kind of black motion or was it a new thing? And I appreciate that maybe it's just that we need a new name for a kind of like, I don't know, musical new change of collaboration almost. Yeah, absolutely. All right, sick. So um, I want to ask something else, which is something that you identify with uh, on, your, on your Twitter account in particular. What is fear and fancy? Because I've been trying to figure it out, and there are lots of different descriptions uh, and lots of different accounts of it, but it sounds like this really cool social club that more people should know about that you seem to be very proud of being a member of. Yeah, I mean, fear and fancy is a uh, social club that includes you know, entrepreneurs, activists, artists, uh, bankers, it's pretty wide variety. Um, but we have a, a commitment um, really to, to human connection, humanity, intimacy. Um, and it's a, it's a way that that I I stay grounded because it's, it's my family, it's my tribe. It's also very also responsible for a lot of the creative direction that you see in any within a video or music. Um, so I, I think it's important, especially nowadays, that for anybody, I think, to have some community that's thriving. And so Fair Fancy is that for me. Mm, all right, that makes sense. Okay, cool. So just like a like a like a bog standard question um, before before the last uh, couple of ones that I have, which are about Long Live the Chief, because there's a mess of really interesting stuff in those lyrics uh, there that I'd love to know about. Like if you really did meet the Kennedys and how Airbnb being uh, your house must must be. Uh, but um, firstly, just like give for listeners who really have no idea a little bit of context about why we're having this call, why you are coming to Joburg and doing a tour of Nigeria and South Africa. Well, yeah, you know, first of all, I'm amped to come back uh, really to both Nigeria and South Africa. Nigeria, obviously, I haven't been in a few years and to return home, I'm not just going to Lagos, uh, but to the town that I grew up in, Enigis, Nigeria. 
So it's really great to, um, you know, do some dinners, meet some old friends, new friends, family. Uh, I got a show in Lagos and an event in South Africa and Joburg. Um, so I'm excited to come and, and even explore as well. I'm sure there's parts uh, of South Africa that I haven't been, but I do come, you know, fairly often. I've come uh, every year for the last few years mm. to Cape Town, Joburg, and Durban. Don't you come here to uh, get a haircut, so if I remember I'm correctly? Don't you, if I remember correctly, come to Johannesburg to get your mo- monthly or yearly haircut from a barber in Soweto? <laughs> I think I read that somewhere. It's not just to get my haircut, but I definitely get my haircut. I come, um, no, I just come to visit. I have friends and, and family, so mm. I, I try to make a trip to at least Joburg, if not Cape Town, and Durban as well. It must be quite interesting uh, because... Y- I'm sure there aren't a lot of prominent uh, American artists who have an intimate first-hand experience of various uh, parts of Africa, uh, because that, that obviously means that you aren't one of those people who thinks of Africa as a country, and you probably know a lot about the different musical scenes that exist across the continent. Uh, what is the kind of reputation of African music, or at least Ghanaian and Nigerian and South African musical scenes in the States at the top end of like the urban scene? I'm talking hip-hop and R&B. Uh, and Seoul. Hey, Dan, so I just interrupted before. This is, will have to be your last question, but thank And then, yeah, so Jaden, if you just don't mind answering. Okay, no worries. Thank you so much. Well, I'll say that I think it's a beautiful time for African music uh, in America and beyond. Uh, there's certain things that started to change uh, recently. The last World Cup was watched more than any previous World Cup in U.S. history, I believe, by Americans. Mm. Um, that, that was a telling moment. That was when I knew the tide was shifting. Um, I, you know, before this time, it hasn't been cool, hasn't been received. Like, you rarely hear South African music. Even during the Kwaito movement, you didn't hear anything out here unless you went to, like, the hip clubs in yeah. New York and certain cities um, or you went to African parties. Um, and that was back then. Now with Afrobeat popping, it obviously made, made headway in the UK. The US is finally, you can hear it more, which is crazy. And I think WizKid has done an exceptional job at, at, at building the bridge from his side. Um, I think AKA has done a great job as well. Mm. Um, it's connecting with American artists. So I would say right now is the best time uh, I think for African music history in terms of penetrating the, the American market is really exciting. Mm. And I, I say that from the other side as a first generation African yeah. um, building the bridge from my side. And I mean, I know that this is something that you're not going to tell me, uh, but I know that you've said this to other people before. Uh, I just can't wait to find out uh, what South African or African artist you're collaborating with on an upcoming song that you're not telling anybody who it is. But I, I can't wait. I can't wait uh, for that announcement. Jadena, thank you so much for your time. And I genuinely uh, am a very, very big fan and I'm admiring of not only uh, the, the, the lyrical and the performance mastery that goes into all of your work, but also the thoughts that goes behind it and the larger message that you're trying to, to share with not only America and Africa, but with the whole world. And I really appreciate this time we've had. Man, I appreciate you, Steve. Man, I really appreciate that. Deeply, man. So thank you, and 
Thanks for making the average man. <laughs> I will definitely clip that and make sure that a lot of people hear that this side. <laughs> All right. Check it out. Go to goodhopefm.co.za.